First off, a special thank you to our amazing Patreon.com patrons. Terry! Erica! Stephanie! Diane! Barbara! Anna! Jenny! Robin! Jennifer! Karen! Mary! Kevin! Jill! Joe! Sarah! Kayla! Evelyn! Corinne! Alicia! And our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, you'll get access to our bonus episodes where Patricia, Nayland, and I talk about other things we're interested in, like Warren Stories or Next in Fashion and the Project Runway reunion episodes. And of course, you will also have our eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway and to be able to share it with you lovely, amazing fellow fans of this wonderful show. If you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on patreon.com forward slash the workroom podcast. The link is in the show notes. Now let's get to it. Everybody was with their, their moms or their husband and it was just a really good feeling. Seeing my mom took me way off my game it kind of really got in my head. I have to pull it together to focus today. I think I'm still living in yesterday and last night. Like, I'm kind of just done. Hello, all you lovely, lovely listeners. Welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I am Ernest, and the touch, the feel of Rachel Roy's feedback is the fabric of our lives. <laughs> Very nice. Well done. Hi. Oh, hi, everybody. I'm Hello. Patricia, and and that look is a C plus. <laughs> oh gosh, the grades, the grades. It's a very teachery. What a teachery. Very teachery comments. Um, welcome back, Patricia. It's been a while, listeners. Welcome back to you too into the workroom with us. Um, my apologies for the delay. Uh, again, it's a, it's a. I, I said it on Instagram and on our Facebook page. <laughs> it's a scheduling issue and some technical difficulties. But we're so excited to be back to finally talk about this episode ten. Yet another iconic episode in an iconic season. And just to remind you all before we get into it, that um, yes, we are on Instagram at The Workroom Podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Workroom, where we're having a very lively discussion about um, the show that has aired in between our um, our gap in episodes, Making the Cut. Um, we will be um, updating you all on the status of that show <laughs> And our status of our talking about that show in um, uh, very soon. And also to remind everyone, we are on Patreon. Um, Nalan and Patricia and I are delving into um, various episodes. So Patricia and I, we just finished uh, Next in Fashion. And we have a very, very special bonus episode coming up um, that I'm going to reveal it. I'm going to say it. Is that okay, Patricia? I'm going to like say what we, what we did. It, or, or should I? kind of keep it a secret let's do it no, yeah let's do, do it, it. Yeah. yeah we kind of had um a, a wonderful love fest around um the amazing and wonderful and brilliant bow and yang um and we kind of explain why 
on on the Patreon. So uh, that's a, a we, we hope a treat for our Patreon lovelies over there. Um, that was inspired by an off podcast conversation, and we're bringing you all into that. And and so we kind of we're 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 kind of like creating a um, a fashion and and comedic introduction to Bo and Yang for any of you who don't know who Bo and Yang is, um, and also our connections and why we love him so much. Anyway, so that's yeah. that's yeah. and. And Bone Yang is no Bone Yang is very well known and yes. celebrated as a comedian, as a writer, and I think as an emerging producer. Mm-hmm. What else? I think that's it, right? But yeah, yeah. but not necessarily as somebody who has fashion style in a way that's not in a way that's very balanced. Yes. It's not like it's not like Bowen wears only designers or only lowbrow things, but right. really mixes things up in very interesting ways. And you know what I forgot to mention on the podcast was oh, that yeah. Bowen and and his podcast co-host Matt Matt Rogers, is it? Matt, Matt Rogers, they are actually in a new like Bonobos campaign, the two oh. of them. Oh, interesting. Pretty hilarious. Very campy. Um, so that that wouldn't make it into my my top five anyway. But anyway, someone who is not celebrated for their fashion eye, but should be, and also someone who played Alexander Wang in a skit, in a hilarious way. Oh, we did talk about that, and I have not seen that sketch, or I don't remember that sketch. I wonder if it was also cut out from the show. Oh, oh my goodness! It's one of those. It's another one of those. Oh my gosh. It's another one of those yeah. that are very good. That oh are very goodness. good. <laughs> well, anyway, dear listeners, it's a great episode. We yes. had so much fun. It's amazing. We had so much fun exploring the concept to begin with, kind of very, just very by happenstance. Mm-hmm. And we were just so excited. And we planned it. We made it happen. We're very excited. So, so excited. It was. It was for us, but it's also for you. Yes, so, exactly. Thank you, supporters. Um, and then also, of course, we're uh, st- we're going through Warren stories with Nayland, and uh, yeah, so it's it's been like a really really nice journey over there at at, at Patreon, I'll say. Um, and and thank you for sending in your notes about um, your thoughts on Warren stories. It's such a wonderful, <laughs> such a wonderful program, and um, and yeah, it's been it's been a just very lovely i think that's a really good word for that so all right okay so uh and also just to remind everyone um please keep sending us all of your hot takes your questions and uh your rants to us at in the workroom at gmail.com great oh my goodness now i'm now I'm thinking about that alexander wang sketch i'm like oh my gosh all right it's re- yeah yeah okay <laughs> I, I don't think it was missing from your top five. Okay. So All I right. really don't because I think it falls into sort of like the drinks territory. Okay. That okay. You mentioned, that you talk about. Man. Really and it's such a, that that is, okay. Right. I'll save those thoughts for later. I'll, I'll save them from off, from off podcast. All the things that are going through my head about how that could have fit in. And anyway. All right. Um, okay. Well, let's get into this episode of uh, Project Runway. Um, season eight, episode 10. And um, the title of this episode is There's a Pattern Here. And um, yeah, this is, you know, for any anyone who has is, is watching this for um, their first time. Gosh, uh, there's so much of this episode that I I do remember. Like there's cer- certain parts of the season that um, 
you know, I'm like, oh, I'm surprised that have come to mind. One thing I'm surprised is that Christopher is still here. But other than that, this is um, I, I, I distinctly remember this episode um, from start to finish, actually. Um, so we start in an out in an atlas where the designers are, are waking up here and uh, again to just sort of remind everyone that we've just come off of an episode where valerie and ivy were in the bottom two and we also find out about their friendship which i actually thought about like i didn't really get that from the editing and i haven't gotten that from the season how close the two of them were um yeah and, and hopefully that's that's actually true but they all they have like an other they had a whole name for their friendship called Latasian and I'm like oh that that didn't make it onto the show for some reason I, I feel like I would have liked to have seen that camaraderie between the two of them because I, I guess editors were too busy uh, making Ivy out to just be a pure villain yeah <laughs> so. to be the seamstress only villain yes you know yeah so um oh my gosh and then in the in the boys room what I call uh, uh, Michael Cor. I'm sorry, not Michael Kors. Michael Costello to Mondo is just like, bitch. How does it feel to win twice in a row? <laughs> and I think Mondo finally feels okay about it because, um, yeah, no, he not only won, but uh, won a ton of money as well. So, is that right? Yeah. Was yeah. It? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, twenty thousand dollars. Oh my gosh. So sorry. It's, no big it's, deal. A lot has no happened in two deal. weeks. Uh but yeah, I know, exactly. I'm just like, wow, not only did you win, but you just won all this money. All right. So um then we go to Parsons um uh, to not the, get the challenge, of course. I mean um, whenever we meet with, with Heidi this season, we're not getting the challenge. It's just for her to to give a, a clue, a hint you know, to kind of rile them up. And the hint for this challenge is, um, I want you to start from scratch. You will go into the workroom and see Tim and he'll give you the real challenge. And so it's like, all right, great. So they're, they've done filming on the runway and they go into the workroom for the real challenge. And once they come into the workroom, it's filled with those huge touchscreen HP computers. Oh my God. At their work day. I, I, I finally figured out, finally, it took me some time, like why the designers are coached to say, but it's me. I have to be me. I, mm -hmm. Like, it's all about me. My design is me. <laughs> like, it's never like about your growth. It's never about your vision. It's always me. And I re this episode, I was like, oh, right. Hmm. Everything is a setup so that the partnership, aka the advertiser, can say, I could be me with with. Like, I was at one with this device. I was hmm. me with this device. And I was, like, rolling my eyes. Huh. Rolling my eyes. So that it's sort of like, let's prep them to actually kind of fall into the – or to embody the demographic or the, the reason why or whatever, um, you know, whatever copy we have around. You know, like, yeah. Like, I, I just kind of think about the marketing meetings for these these yeah. products. It's strategic, strategic product placement, strategic yeah. – strategic deployment of the storyline producer oh yeah because not because on these hp touchscreen desktop computers um are photographs of them as babies so it's a very emotional start uh first you know and we we already know that at this point in time these designers are wrecked 
they are sleep deprived, they are emotionally drained, they're physically drained, and then you throw them into the workroom with some difference here. And the difference includes these memories, these photographs of them as children. And not all of the memories are great memories. So I was actually wondering where they got these photos from. If the family sent them in, you know, people, someone back home, or if they were asked to, to bring them um, in with them. Um, I'm just really wondering about this because as they go through and they're actually talking about their memories behind these images, I'm just like, huh, I don't think that this doesn't sound like Michael C would choose an, a photograph of himself where he's crying. Um, so anyway, so but, but before, of course, we have to have like the commercial. So Tim Gunn comes in after they're just, you know, looking around like, oh, my God of me and crying oh this is making me so sad or i'm so happy or whatever they're feeling they're feeling lots of things so tim comes in with the executive director for hp worldwide uh tracy tracta um who actually doesn't get a chiron at first but she gets a chiron afterwards but anyway so uh they're they're they're, they introduce the challenge officially and what they're doing is they are bringing back the HP challenge from season seven, ding, 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 trivia note here, Project Runway trivia note. Um, and then the challenge is to create a textile design that is placed, that will be placed onto fabric and that fabric will become a part of the garment. And what they want to, to do is um, the, the point of the, of the, the departure of the design is a moment that, they found to be very important and inspiring for them. And uh, it must invoke something deeply personal. So some type of personal memory or, uh, you know, I guess vague enough or open enough for it to have been inspired by a very important moment of their lives, which is also why their baby pictures are on there as if the most important moments were when they were children, I guess. But uh, but all that to be all that being said, um, so season seven was the first time that they ever did a fabric challenge, and yeah. I love that challenge. I I really really loved it, and I'm you know I I remember being so happy that they were bringing it back for this challenge, yeah. and I also thought that um, for them to ask them to place the fabric within a significant moment or their inspiration within a significant moment. I thought was very um, actually good, like a, a really wonderful prompt for them. But yeah. I don't know. What'd you, what'd you think about this? I love the fabric challenges also, but I, I was, I was largely unenthused. I was like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was just so much, too much time spent on the technology. Yes. Yeah. Too much time spent. I mean, I loved seeing all their photos in all their stories, I loved hearing them all for sure. like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Just mm-hmm. kind of getting to know the designers a little more and seeing like how their background outside of this kind of challenge, one's background is going to influence like our work in a very subconscious way, you know, yes. technically, but, but also very consciously in some ways. So I definitely enjoyed that part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was about it. I was sort of like, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> very impatient. I was very impatient throughout I, all this. Yeah, I mean, I and and what I what I love about this is well, I shouldn't say love. I what I thought was very fascinating and that I noted was, yeah, no, they they did have, you know, I loved hearing the story about Valerie, and there's a picture of her and her sister, and 
And she says, it's the first house my dad built for our family. And I'm like, what? Whoa. Like your dad's a Mason essentially. Um, and so she's basing yeah. that design off her. She's basing her pattern design off of blueprints, which I think in out of all of them was the only, she was the only designer where we got that one-to-one connection between the photograph. Oh, Cause there are a bunch of photographs on these screens. So you choose one or whatever. She's, she's chosen one. Um, and the memory is, this is our first house that our dad built for us. And then, um, and then a blueprint. So it, it made a lot of sense to me. And then everyone else was mostly kind of filler. And I thought the, yeah, again, like I alluded to the story about Michael C where, um, it's a photograph of him crying and he was outside twirling around in a skirt. The story is he was, so the, the photograph is of him in his underwear because, um, his mom found him twirling around outside in a skirt and pulled it off of him and he loved that skirt and it's she I think took a photo of, of him and he was he's actually crying he's like yeah I remember I, re- I really do remember this one and he's basing his fabric design off of something that his siblings do I believe just his siblings where they wear a bracelet that he's not wearing actually when he's describing this like we all have a bracelet that that has like the evil eye on it and the evil eye is, I think, to ward off evil or, or something like that. But he's not wearing it when he's describing it. But I also didn't really see the connection between his story and the fabric. It's just, oh, this is what I'm doing. But then we get to Christopher. We don't learn jack about Christopher. Christopher is that commercial that annoyed you where he's like, yeah, like we get a very like, um, uh, it's like you have Christopher and we get his, yeah, a very touching moment. Um, of him explaining that his <laughs> pattern is based off of how goddamn easy it is to use these HP touch screen <laughs> desktop counters. It's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, like we have this right. really wonderful uh, touch screen thing. And then we have this ginormous wide format printer. You know, of course, when, when, this cha- when these challenges happen, I'm always clocking the printer. I'm like, my God, the, it's a wide, wide format printer. It's great, but it's an Epson. Um, but yeah. Epson doesn't get a commercial. <laughs> Just HP. I know. I'm definitely much, much more curious about the printer. I but hey. Printer. Um, but yeah, so, so, um, I, so, and we also, we do get something about April, I'll, I'll say, where she's making a print based off, off of her, inspired by her parents' divorce, um, that I do think might still inform the design that we've been seeing from her, uh, where she describes that moment. Um, growing up as her first taste of reality that life is not just a walk in the park which um which yeah which I think kind of informs a lot of 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 sort of like where her design aesthetic and and concepts kind of go um and we also get something about Mondo uh we kind of see him choosing versions of his print with April and April is giving feedback, but blindly so, because Mondo won't talk about his inspiration, but he's making um, these like different, he has like, like different sizes of his pattern print. And all he says um, about his moment with these photographs is that he came out, but only to his mother. And he's mm-hmm. not out, I don't think to that into this moment in time, he's not out to his father. And because when he told his mom 
she told him like don't tell anyone else so i'm so i think we're we're meant to believe to understand that essentially the only person in his family who really knows or who he came out to is is his mother um at the time um and and it's sort of uh yeah, for these mo- this moment where we also where we also are learning as the viewers, we're the only ones who are privy to what the design actually is about. Um, yeah. and it's this, God, if, if there is a theater, or there is a, um there is a, a there is a story or a narration device where I I don't remember this. I remember from, you know, from AP English, <laughs> where the audience knows the the secret or the story or the mystery, but the other characters don't. Um, and so, so it, it, I just kind of thought about that where it, 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 this is this interesting construct that's happening where Mondo admits to us and the producers that the design is based off of a plus sign, his fabric design, and that that design represents his HIV status. And he's been positive for 10 years and He's been having a really hard time keeping it a secret his whole life. And it comes off the back of learning again about his, his coming out story to his mom, where he's been kind of um, asked, been asked to keep lots of secrets or that's like a, that's a big secret to keep that, uh, that he's gay. And also another big secret that he's HIV positive. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I was surprised more people didn't pick up on it. Because this was what two thousand and seven that this aired. No, two thousand ten. Even two thousand and ten. Okay. Later, yeah. Or even. I mean, if you've ever seen like a red hot and you know insert name of city like the the benefit foundation that produces music to to raise money you know Mm -hmm. for AIDS research, you know there's like red hot in blue was the first one I think, and then red hot in New York, red hot in Rio I think is probably the most famous one. that's like that symbol has been used so many times. I was sort of surprised that um, maybe people actually, you know what? Maybe people thought about it but didn't want to assume. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a very heavy assumption to make if you're wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And even if you're right, it's also something you don't want to just blurt out. Um, you know, with respect, hopefully, with respect to the person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I was surprised that I don't know. No one said, "Oh gosh, that's what I thought." I'm sorry to be right about this or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I was surprised that no one had a clue about that symbol. You know? Yeah. I, I, I wasn't, <laughs> I mean, because it, it is, you're right. Like it, it, it's, it's pretty generic. It's, um, it, it's kind of like a, it's a shape, you know, if, if out of context, it, it could be math. Um, it, and, and also I think, I think you're, yeah, like thinking about 2010 and this, I, you know, if I want to go back to that time and thinking about stigma around AIDS and around HIV, um, I would have thought the assumption around that was that there is less stigma, like quite a bit less stigma than it would have been in the 90s. Um, yeah. And and also thinking about how, you know, this is like a very personal shame for Mondo um, mm-hmm. And it's and also it, you know if we as we've seen his time on Project Runway um, and how how beloved he is and and how I think his experience has been that much of like a weirdo and outsider, but among this group, you know, and also I think 
among certain types of artists where we're just like, no, we love that. We love the type of person you're Armando. But, and so in that sense, it's, it's, I feel like, um, definitely like a, like a more personal struggle. That's more indicative of what's going on inside Mondo not necessarily what is acceptable in society. You know, yeah, that's, that makes sense. So, Mm. but you can see the struggle in his face. Um, it's, it's quite sad. Uh, I'll say, and it's, uh, and it's, it's quite sad. Um, and at this moment, Tim Tim comes in to kind of explain what's what's happening with the fabrics. Um, just like last season, the textiles will go to Dynamics, um, which is a company that gets a very brief, not not a lot of commercials for that, but uh, they'll get their fabric the next day. So it's wonderful that they actually will get more than one day to work on these because of the production <laughs> needs of this challenge. And so then um, they will be going to Mood, but only for supplemental fabric. And they'll get like a hundred dollars for that. Mm-hmm. So we, so in mood, um, the only thing about mood that I wrote about, cause I was kind of hunting down information about Christopher during this episode. Since mm-hmm. the only, the first thing we hear about Christopher is this like, Oh yeah, I have such a connection with these HP printers or whatever. Like the producers are like, we're not going to tell you much about Christopher's background. We're just going to kind of like have him be the talking head of the focus group for these HP touchscreen screens or whatever. But he goes to mood and he's like, yeah, so I'm getting blue. Blue represents um, Sapphire, you know, my mom's favorite color, Sapphire and gray. Gray represents San Francisco. Like San Francisco is gray. Right. I'm like, what? Fog? concrete <laughs> I, I mean i i would rather okay so i'm just gonna say i hope it's okay with you that i say this but mm-hmm. let's just say that mondo oh wait, wait maybe i shouldn't i don't wait, know do you wait, do okay. you want me to oh, I, I could like just make a note <laughs> no I, i'm no okay i'll say this okay i would rather have somebody be real with something they're not feeling comfortable talking about <laughs> Mm-hmm. you know be very visibly uncomfortable and closed okay rather than someone not even trying to hmm. sort of go themselves i felt like chris was just avoiding oh you did like it yes. was like a conscious reason i don't know if, how conscious it was or unconscious but it was like okay my mom likes sapphire how is that personal to you yeah i mean did you grow up in like a sapphire world mm-hmm. and that's all you knew until you met another person besides your mom like you know, did you live in like a sapphire colored home? You know, like, what does that mean? Like, how mm-hmm. is that personal to you? That's somebody else's taste. Yes. <laughs> you know, and a city, it's like, okay, but what about your experience in that city? Right. An actual memory. Um, an actual memory, an actual experience. It's okay to, I don't know. I think that, um, I don't know. I, I just was sort of like, oh God, what about you? Like, what are your memories? Like, yes. What, yeah yeah that was frustrating um so um we go back into the workroom at parsons and um they're pulling out their um or uh, yeah a lot of the designers are working in muslin um, again because they won't have their fabric until the next day and so they're doing their thing uh tim comes in and is like designers i want you to keep working but while you're working, I'm going to be sitting in some special guests. Please be nice to them. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, who is this going to be? And Gretchen's like, oh, it's going to be old contestants. Oh, is this where, you know, I'm like, oh, 
and I'm thinking like, is that where we are in this TV show? It is such a TV thing to say. Mm-hmm. And um, Chris thinks it's clients who might not like the print they designed. And I'm just like, ding, ding, ding. That is, a, I think, a good guess yep. based off of fair how enough. they've been treating these designers on this season. <laughs> yeah, I totally think it's fair. Um, and Anne walks actually their family and mostly moms. And the whole freaking workroom just loses their shit. There are yep. tears everywhere. Everyone's just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Everyone is crying. It's like a worn story. It's tears <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and, um, and, 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 and I, you know, I'll just say that there's, this, there's like the most uh, I've kind of like related to Gretchen is where she is. She starts panicking because she is, I, I guess, like, like they bring in the moms in chunks which I thought was actually not great <laughs> for, for them because um, we kind of, and I also, I understand that this is also for filming. Um, you know, I, I, I'm so sorry to have to put like my uh, production um, uh, interpretations on top of something that was meant to be emotional, but I, I feel like they wanted to be able to film these emotional moments. So they only could freak out three designers at a time. So it's like mm. three ladies come in and it's like, ah, and other people are just like, are these like sisters or, oh, these must be their moms. Yeah. Wait, are these all their moms? And so then we do have like a faction of designers who are waiting and being like, is my mom going to come? And Gretchen and I think April are in one of those factions where they're just like, oh gosh, like what's happening? And Gretchen kind of explains that um, her mother might not be coming because she's taking care of her stepdad who is in a wheelchair and also they don't have a lot of money and aren't able really to, to take off. And, and, and she also hasn't been able to see her mom in a really long time because she doesn't have the money to visit her. Um, And so she actually starts to panic. And then of course the, her mom actually comes in she's like, Oh my God, I didn't think that you would be able to come. And she's like, yeah, I'm here. So um, in April, of course, after hearing the story about her parents' divorce, um, starts to see her mom and she's like oh when I saw my mom come through the door I knew it was going to be okay it's it's like it's like they set us up in a really wonderful way right but, but yeah, somebody's yeah. but somebody's mom didn't show up unfortunately yeah so Christopher um you know the mom wasn't there so they sent his boyfriend instead or husband I don't, I don't know if they're they're uh how how partnered they are but um yeah oh, they're so- partnered Okay, yeah, the uh, Christopher's partner is there, which I, you know, I was I was wondering because part of his design is based off of his mom, uh, the sapphire color, and it would have been nice. I'm pretty sure yeah. they really tried, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, still yeah, like, um, like a little little we're getting like less of Christopher in this and less of, oh. of Christopher's background, and we can learn a lot through um his partner, but I thought um. We're getting such emotional responses, which is like, of course, Heidi Gold for this show. Um, and then Christopher is like, oh, oh, my mom's not here. Oh, but my boyfriend is here. I love you. It's great. Yeah. How come How come nobody else was jealous? I know. <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> but I thought, you know, if you're going to mix, I thought this was a very weird um, like story driver for this whole thing. It's oh, like, yeah. okay, it, maybe... We have someone like Gretchen saying, oh, my gosh, we're not very well off. 
my mom takes care of my stepdad who is disabled. Those are, those are my words, not, mm-hmm. not Gretchen's words, but something like that. Um, which is perfectly fair and fine. Uh, but then Christopher's mom can't make it. Well, I don't know. Like, was she working? Like, what was she on vacation? Yeah. Did, did she not want to be on TV? Like, mm-hmm. like, we get to know so much stuff that feels like very invasive about some contestants and then nothing at all about others. And yeah. And part of me, okay, well, that's okay, right? It's okay to not treat everybody, like, you know, in a bureaucratic way. That's fine and, and good. But it sort of, like, creates all these gaps. And I think that these gaps leave a – this ambig, ambiguity leaves a lot of room for exploitation, oh, actually. Yeah, yeah. And I actually – I was actually trying to find out, well, where did Gretchen grow up? Because where we hear – from this show that Gretchen is from Colorado is from the Southwest, Mm -hmm. but Gretchen actually grew up in New York. I looked it up. There's like nothing about that. And then I thought, (laughs) okay, this is, I I feel like this is really terrible of me, but, um, but, but I think, I feel like life has taught me better to not follow that instinct, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is like after reading or I actually didn't read it too closely, but there used to be this blog, well, not really a blog, but this like, fa- yeah, fashion blog called Man Repeller. Did you ever hear about it or no. see it? It wasn't really my thing. I remember like people writing about it and I was like, who's this person? Who's this? Who's this rich girl who made a blog? Who cares? And then I went to look at the blog and it's like, oh, this fashion, like, I, I don't like this. It's not, I don't like this. So I didn't really pay too much attention. Mm-hmm. But earlier, literally this month, like this, within the last 30 days, um, the creator of that blog, the, the founder of that blog and eventual platform, like selling platform, um, was interviewed and, and said something like, you know, I grew up thinking I was poor. This is somebody very, very extremely privileged <laughs> person, mm-hmm. white, pass, white passing, I'm going to say, um, who just grew up in very, very, like, very extreme wealth. I mean, not, not extreme wealth, like not Jeff Bezos, but that's so, I mean, who can compete with that, well, right? Well, no, but, he's a billionaire, so that's, like, not even, like, a comparison. Well, but that's the thing. I feel like in this economy and in this cycle of exploitation and genocidal actions, it's, like, not that hard to be a billionaire. I mean, not that I'm anywhere near that, but being a billionaire is, like, the norm for some tiers of society right i think jeff Bezos is a gazillionaire so like but for for someone to make this blog go through these circles of society and still feel like they were homeless when they have a second home in in, like near the hamptons Mm -hmm. was crazy to me and Mm -hmm. i actually heard this podcast where i heard a podcast in which the interviewer talks about doing this interview and the sound design person has the best comments. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think it's on the cut on the cut. So when I see this like whole thing, when, when we don't get a lot of information about someone, I always think about how like the shame around like not having money almost becomes like this default camouflage for people with money to obtain sympathy mm-hmm. like that. But I don't think and again it just made me think about like okay so you grew up in new york but you never talk about that gretchen why Mm -hmm. and 
you focus a lot on the Southwest, that's fine. But like, it just makes me wonder about like, why, I don't know. It just made me a little bit curious in an uncomfortable way about like, what is the reality here? Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I... Is that mean of me? I feel terrible for being mean. That's well, why I'm like, oh, God, maybe this is so mean. I mean, I... Because I, I don't know. And and I, I get your point with the experience of, like, a socioeconomic... Like, whatever lower class or middle class or lower middle class, working class, whatever that feels like, it's very different. Or it also is relative. Like, I, I get that. Um, and, and I... Yeah, and I... I I don't want to, because uh, like, <laughs> like you know, I don't want to assume that Gretchen is exploiting um, poverty or or playing um, poor in a way. But I, I I do think that the clue or what she does offer that she hasn't seen her 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 mom in a really long time because she, um, she just you know they can't afford to wherever they live it's apart. And they can't afford to travel to see each other in person. And it could be, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's relative, I guess. But I, I think that's what that, that, that part was the most, what I thought was, was the most significant thing about this, um, that there is an assumption that we don't have the funds to visit each other. Um, they keep in touch, obviously. And, you know, and she like, you know, called on, on the, on on the phone during the the show and so they talk but in terms it seems like for for Gretchen and her mom whatever it means traveling is a privilege that they don't have or that they can't afford in a way so that's you know um, uh, you know yeah the show certainly exploited the poverty angle and that's sort of where I was where I was also going is like oh my family is not very well off which by the way like I'm not yeah, that yeah. <laughs> yeah. at all yeah like, and but the show, the show definitely exploited that storyline and made us wait around. Oh, are they going to come? Are they not going to come? Oh, they walked through the door. You know. Yeah. And I so, think, no, yeah. but I I totally get that, especially for for someone like like Gretchen. Um, that that is, that is also a part of her storyline as well. Not just the because she's not a full vil- villain. Like Ivy is a full villain. Um, and Gretchen is like she. I I think there are just certain things that they've kind of produced around her because I feel like it's driven by her. Like that's her story and that's what she believes about herself. And she talks about it all the time. And so, um, so it's like this like hustler mentality. Um, I didn't have much, I didn't grow up with much and, and I'm sort of like doing this thing and pushing through against a lot of odds. And these are, these are the odds that I'm, I'm pushing against kind of. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like there's so much that we don't know about Gretchen that is sort of like just off the like Gretchen went to school in London. Yeah, why don't we ever hear about that? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but did she go to Central Saint Martin's or something? No, some other school, some other good school. Huh. Um, so it just there's so much that I feel like why why don't we just get the same information? Yeah. The same equal type of information for the for each candidate. You know, I know. why not? It would just make it so much simpler instead of creating all these spaces again that I feel like could really be by the way, that are exploited in the storyline. Yeah. Um but then we don't know like where that's coming from. Is it really the producers or is it the contestants driving? I think, like, it, I think it really is the contestant driving because in a way if it is 
because I, I, you know, from what we what we've seen, what we see on the show, like Gretchen is a very controlled. She controls her environment very oh. well. Um, and, and this could also be something that she controls because we can go to um, her conversation with her mother, for instance. Um, so, um, you know, so again, like back into the workroom, we have Tim coming in, they're all crying, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're, they're getting, they're getting with their, their families. And Tim comes in and actually says like, Oh, isn't this a nice surprise designers? So <laughs> here's another surprise. Here's a twist. I'm suspending the workday so you can spend the rest of the day together just you your mom and your not mom over there and your individual camera crew so they go out <laughs> into the city and uh which i actually thought was now that i'm re i'm rethinking it because at the at first of course i'm just like you guys have put these designers through the ringer and then we all know that an emotional thing like this can throw people off their game and i feel like that is the point but um, but also in a way, I feel like they actually need this because of what they've been put through. So it's kind of nice to reconnect with the outside world, with people that are outside of this um, this Project Runway bubble. But um, anyway, so we they they go off into different parts of New York, not within walking distance. I think some um, most of them, and some go there like whatever. I can we can recommend. For instance, um, Mondo goes to the High Line, uh, which is mm. which is actually nearby. Um, yeah, but do you want to talk and about so Ari? She and Ari, like I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, are Ari they? Oh, they both Ari in the Highline? Yeah, they are. They're under that. They're like at the end, like oh, right that's by twelve. Right. Yeah, yeah, like, near the standard. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so Ari and Mondo are in the Highline talking to their moms, and yeah. April and her mom are getting a mani pedi. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. I was like, this is great. <laughs> like, I was like, that's 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 the way to do it. They're just sitting in like some huge recliners, getting their their feet done. Um, and we have uh, Michael C. and I think it's mom and his mom are, are in some restaurant. Christopher looks like he went home. <laughs> I know. Like, let's let, let's go home and just make like a, a homemade iced tea. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah, it's, it's still again like so different than everyone else. Like Christopher's in a house uh, or in an apartment. And Gretchen and her and and her mom uh, are are somewhere nearby talking, but I thought it would be interesting to so, sort of go into this conversation with Gretchen, and then we can all, we can go back through, especially with with Mondo. But mm -hmm. Gretchen's mom, or Gretchen is telling her mom, it's like, oh, I won the Marie Claire challenge, which was the, um, I think the it was the very first Billboard challenge, or the. Um, one of the very first challenges. Anyway, she won the Marie, one of the Marie Claire challenges and the mom goes, that's what we wanted. She's like, and he's like, yeah, you, we, that's what we wanted for you. And Gretchen's like, yeah, to get me some exposure. And mom's like, yeah, yeah. To get you some exposure. And Gretchen goes to see my talents. Um, and, and it's like, yes, yes, because you are talented. Gretchen. Like, I'm so talented mom. Right. Um, it's a, it's a very interesting back and forth to see these people who we're led to believe haven't seen each other in person in a really long time. And the rapport, yeah. uh, between the two of them, it's just like, I was trying to kind of like gauge, like, what is this mom daughter thing? Like how is Gretchen like with, with her mom? And it's still very Gretchen <laughs> just like leading the conversation and, um, and yeah, it was just very interesting. Anyway, but I don't know. Did this kind of like give you some insight? No, I mean, I have nothing wrong with Gretchen being smart about her business. 
I mean, I, I just said I have nothing wrong. <laughs> I meant I have nothing against. I have lots that is wrong with me. But, you know, I have nothing against uh, Gretchen being smart about being on the show and, and being like, yes, I want that exposure. That's why I'm here. You know, that, I think that's one component of being on TV, you know. And that's fine. I think that's perfectly legitimate. And, yeah, um, yeah like, you know, my comment before was more like when people say they're well off compared to who. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's why I brought up that story of that man repeller blogger, which is like, oh, OK, so compared to people who own islands, I feel homeless. It's right. like, OK, that's kind of messed up. Right. Yeah. So but actually, I think that that mentality in our again, like this super genocidal capitalism society, like that is very common. People with a lot don't realize how much they have. Yeah. And. So it, it kind of skews the way we talk about these things. That's yes. all I wanted to say. I think, yeah. you know, and I feel like nobody has to justify their class. Come on, that's crazy. But then again, like, let's just be real about, like, the haves and have-nots here. Let's put things into perspective. But that's yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, and and so, yeah, I think that's that's a really, uh, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and Mondo. Um, oh, Mondo. Mondo is with his mom on the high line and gets to share that he won the last challenge and won $20,000. And the mom's like, Woo! Yeah! Yeah! So happy for you! And it's a really um, fraught moment. And again, that this thing where we know, but we also yeah. know that his mom doesn't know. And right. um, his mom is like, uh, gives him I, what looks like a bracelet, but I think it's actually a necklace. It's almost like a choker necklace. Oh. And Mondo is like, "Oh, thanks, mom. Yeah. I'm not gonna guarantee that I'm gonna wear this." And she's like, "Oh, that's okay." <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, I thought that was really cute. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's kind of like a a, a wonderful moment here, but again, um, kind of heartbreaking because. He yeah, didn't we, say anything yeah. and has to kind of keep that to himself. It's like, I didn't want to ruin. I know. I know that was York. so heartbreaking. Ugh, really and, heartbreaking. And I think, look at Mondo. Mondo is very open about like, oh, I made like $3,000 for the past 10 years. $20,000, a lot of money to me. You I know? know, I know. Like Mondo's very clear about like, doesn't complain, doesn't walk around acting entitled, like mm-hmm. just does the best that they can do. Exactly. And, and move on, you know, yeah. and isn't like, kind of using class as like, oh, feel sorry for me, feel sorry for me, you should pay attention to me, like, in the way that some people do. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Just well, um, so let's get to uh, the next day, because it's fabric day. Um, it's also Valerie's 43rd birthday. Just kidding. She's 29. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we get to kind of hear about how people are feeling um, because there's some designers who are really thrown off and some designers who are, you know, like, let's, let's move ahead. Let's move forward with this. Or this inspired me to do or to feel even better and, and re-energize me like Christopher, where I think when you're saying like other people should have been jealous that Christopher's boyfriend showed up, not his mom, because Christopher's like, Oh, I've got jet engine fuel in my veins i've got spaceship mm-hmm. engine fuel in my veins i'm so excited to work with this gray and kind of blue tomorrow oh, you know right. whatever whatever anyway yeah so let's get through 
um, the next day. They get their fabric. They're super excited about it. Um, and then Tim comes in to give them all their critique. And um, I, I didn't really say that much about this time here, except that um, I thought it was wonderful. His, his time with April, for instance, because she's dealing with something very heavy her parents divorce and Tim says to her I have the greatest respect for the emotions that you have for this the Mm -hmm. judges won't so step away from the emotions if you can and look at it critically and analytically as a designer and then they have this back and forth where April just kind of like clues in and she's like okay I think this is fighting against the print I think I'm going to edit this down because I'm obsessed with this fabric and I, I did need to have this time to step away. And I thought, oh, that's great. That's a masterclass from Tim. How to speak to a, a student who's like really emotionally enmeshed with their work. So I really like that. Yeah. But Tim didn't really extend that same level of attention to Ari. Oh, yeah. Ari. Oh, gosh. Ari's messed up from seeing her mom. <laughs> Ari is Ari is. She actually says, I'm done. I'm kind of done. Like, I want to go home <laughs> and be with my family. Um, but do you think that she was actually kind of honest about that with Tim? I In terms think... of how she was feeling. I don't remember right now. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know if, if Tim really picked up on on her being kind of, like, checked out, for instance. I, I but I thought... Yeah, I thought the design, I thought Tim was like, mm, and just didn't say anything. And this is the second time that I've seen Tim give up on Ari Aww. in a way that like makes me feel like, oh, Tim, what are you doing? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I mean, because because uh, Tim didn't really give much. I, I didn't really write down that much um, about everything else except, you know, the exchange with Christopher, because we finally get to hear his inspiration that... <laughs> Christopher grew up in in the Bay Area, around the Bay and sometimes the ocean, and uh, wants to do something with outerwear and something that's inspired by water. There's just water everywhere, the Bay, ocean. Um, yeah, but with Ari, I I I I I did. I was wondering if if Tim would pick up on the fact that she's not being ambitious as she's been, and also wondering if that was a part of the burnout as well that she's been doing so many intricate things and um, and not not here, just just making a pant that she's thinking of cropping into a short, maybe. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I think Tim has consistently and often been good at getting each candidate to, like, think about the decisions they're making by asking the right questions or asking productive questions. Mm-hmm. Um, or, ask, or asking questions productively, I should say. So yeah. I think... Here it was like, oh, it was just like one big Tim frown, uh, hand to the chin. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't think it was super. I think it could have been more helpful. Yeah, but you know, I'm in the mo- who knows what was cut, who knows what was really said and what was cut. Yeah, you know, this is just what we're seeing. Um. All right. So, um, what, do you want to just get to the runway? Yes, let's get to the runway. Okay, let's let's get to the runway so we can actually talk about these pieces because I, you know, <laughs> my favorite thing about this runway was our guest judge. So we get to the runway, um, hair and makeup, hair and makeup happens, Piper Line Wall happens, and we have Heidi introducing us to our normies. 
Michael Kors, Nina Garcia, and our guest judge is the one and only Rachel Roy. Rachel Roy. I don't know if I've already said this on this podcast. All these years I've been doing this podcast, but Rachel Roy is my hands down favorite guest judge. Every time she's on the show, every freaking time she's on the show, I'm just relieved to see her face. Um, I love her anyway. So yes, she's amazing. Um, and, and so, okay. So let's, let's, and also, uh, Listeners, this is our time to look at the cheat sheet. So, so feel free to pull that up, and you can follow with us in runway order. And um, this only has one page because, um, spoiler alert, they talk to all of them. <laughs> so there is there is no like, I, yeah, I guess yeah, no one's safe um, in this in this challenge. All right, so our first up is April, and um, and we of course a part of the. Uh, the judging is with the pattern as well. So April, um, yeah, I don't know. Any any thoughts on this? On April? Yeah. On the runway? Yeah. I thought it was really well executed and it really met the challenge criteria really well. Yeah, same. It kind of, um, I, I, I actually like the most in terms of how she dealt with her, with her print. Um, it was, it's very thoughtful and, if you want to kind of like what I, I do remember Rachel Roy's critique of this, that she pointed out that the um, there is a uh, so like Rachel, I'm sorry, um, April's design is like a tree and sort of like a broken family tree in a way. And she has this the, the, the bark or the root or maybe the trunk down the sleeve. And so even how she's used the print um, that isn't much of a repeat print, for instance, like. Aries um, was used very strategically and really well. And also I think kind of conceptually as well. Um, So that was just really well done. Um, And then we have Ari. Uh, That. Yeah. That's like, just a very sad look. Everybody loved the print. Like the judges said, Oh, I like the print. I like the print. I like, I I would love that print. Another color. Did you like that print? In another color, you said. Not in another color, I may have. In this color, not at all. Yeah, I'm surprised that it's it's so gray. And also, Ari also said in the workroom that she didn't like the color. She's like, I'm not inspired by the color. I'm like, but you chose I this. I know. So, um, yeah, and and so she did decide um, against making pants and and cut them into shorts. And we've had a lot of, of shorts this season. Um, they're very short and they're pulling in the crotch area, like across the hips. They're, it's just too tight. It doesn't fit the model. And the top, yeah. I think Ari was trying to do perhaps some intricate things and, and, uh, and draping in a way and just kind of, it's like cupping the breast area in a really strange way, in my opinion. And then there's like outerwear that doesn't make any sense. There's like a tiny little vest there. Yeah. No, nothing makes sense. You've said it. I, I have nothing more to add. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. We can talk about Mondo. <laughs> oh my gosh. What, what What did you think? Go, go. <laughs> Mondo lined that jacket. You can't see on the cheat sheet, but Mondo lined that jacket. And, and we'll, we'll talk yeah. about judging a little bit afterwards, but um, during the judging, they asked uh, the model Ian to take off the jacket and they, they gasped when they saw the lining and this happens every time Mondo makes outerwear. He always lines the jacket really interestingly 
those shoulders look amazing. There's also, it, it creates another kind of pattern, but mm-hmm. I just thought these are too high waisted, but I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Um, I just thought it was, the proportions were a little off. Like I wish it were just like slightly lower, but um, the print, uh, I think, I think Mono is the only person who used the print as in the pant. Um, and I thought, in the most of the print, like this is the most of anyone's print that we ever see. And I just thought it was right. amazing. What'd you think? I thought it was stunning. Yes. Super stunning. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. Next we have Valerie and, uh, Valerie, when this was walking down the runway was like, Oh my God, I love this dress. Like if I saw this dress, I would stop her and be like, who made that dress? Mm-hmm. I would wear that dress. I'm like, would you really, it doesn't fit on top. Um, yeah, the fit wasn't great. And the, even the skirt, I thought, I thought she was going to use a lot more of her print here. She could have. I, I liked the print actually. It was probably my favorite print of all of them. Yeah. Was Valerie. I, but it was completely obscured by these shapes yes. that were so not in line with the concept of a blueprint. I mean, blueprints are like linear, square, like, I don't know. Yes. You have to be doing right. something super avant-garde to have triangles on a blueprint. And even so, it's not going to be predictable yes. like that. So I thought this was so, like, the print was better than the design. I thought if she, if Valerie had just made a simple dress with the print, it could have been a bigger wow factor. Mm-hmm. Like simple, like the most, something simple and quote, quote, boring and sleeveless. It would have been way more exciting than this. Yeah. I totally and then, agree. and then, and then build upon that, then added some interesting factors. But I thought that I loved the print and I couldn't see it because it was all smooshed up mm-hmm. beneath uh, these, as they called it, smashed napkins. <laughs> the judges compared this to a previous dress that Valerie had constructed in a previous challenge, which yeah. I actually didn't put together until they said it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It was not, it was kind of sad to see such a great print disappear. Yes, I totally <laughs> agree. Um, so, all right. And ne- next we have Gretchen, who did the opposite of Mondo, made pants, but the pant is not the print. It's a, a, some other type of fabric. Um, it's, it's mostly in the top. And uh, her print was based off of um, flowers. And it's a, a, again, it's referencing a Southwestern motif, um, sunbonnets. And cool. yeah, I, I just, I thought this was very boring. And I don't like the top at all. Uh, I, I think the model looks nice. I, I think it's just, it's nice. But um, not enough of the print. It just, again, it felt like it pretty much disappeared. And even the design of the crisscross really cut up the mm. the actual pattern in a way that I thought almost made it look skewed to one side. Um, and then you also have, like, for instance, one of the sunbonnets, like, coming out of the pants top in a, in a way that I'm like, ah, oh, this just doesn't feel like you really paid attention to this. Yeah totally agree I, it, none of it made sense I don't understand so I don't know a lot about like um, southwest visuals mm-hmm. um, 
this to me looks it, it looks more like an indigenous symbol than like a generic southwest symbol mm-hmm. um, but maybe those symbols are based on indigenous symbols probably most likely right but i didn't really understand how this was a sunbonnet reference to me it was like clearly something about the sun and sun rays but where's the bonnet i don't i didn't understand what about the little design that i thought was pretty it was beautiful it was nice to look at but i did not understand at all how that said sun bonnet yeah because i think Um, it's based off of a flower and her mom's a necklace that her mom has or something or or maybe like the 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 necklace is based off of 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 the sun bonnet flower or some type of flower maybe necklace yeah oh the necklace yeah that her mom has yeah Oh, God. I mean, it's just, I don't, it's so convoluted, like, this idea yeah, that yeah. Gretchen's working with. It's like this, and, but, so I also, I also felt like, okay, it's Southwest, but, like, for me, Southwest is so much about color, like, sky colors, mm-hmm. textures from heat, you know, like, weathered from heat. Um, so I sort of, I, I didn't, I didn't get it. Yeah. But I, I'm not primed to get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know it. Yeah. Um, no, and, yeah, no, just just saying like next we have um, the evil eye from Michael C. This kind of actually reminded me of um, the last challenge or me comparing it to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> this looked like a Mortal Kombat costume to me or something that I would see in hmm. a video game. Um, but what he's trying to do is a play on ties and a shirt jacket, I think, or a, a, a sports jacket. And kind of tied around the waist. Um, or it, it's a play on that, but it actually kind of actually looked like, like it, like it kind of it kind of looked like Scorpio. I don't or, is it Scorpion or something? Yeah, it looked like a costume. I, I and and of course you didn't you don't really see the yeah. the uh, the print. The evil eye that he made is super small, and for some reason he paired it with this mustard color. Um, yeah. So I don't really know. It wasn't too exciting, but it wasn't the worst thing that I've seen on the runway. No, no. It it felt very like Comic Con. Yes, yes. I but, feel like this will look but, great at Comic Con. Maybe, yeah. With with again, with, as Nina said, with the right styling. But, yes. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. I just was like, eh. Yeah. Seems messy. It seems messy. Like the design is messy. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and then last and perhaps least is Christopher. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, Christopher doing the thing that Gretchen did, making pants, not in the pattern and, and doing the top that's very lightly dusted with a pattern. Um, yeah, I thought, I couldn't believe he did this. Honestly, I, the pants are really nice and you know, Tim's critique in the workroom for Christopher was a little bit about uh, making sure the pants are simplified. Um, but I think pro- perhaps because Tim wanted him to focus on getting the top down uh, perfectly and it doesn't look as if it looks like a very simple top. It doesn't seem as if it is really using the print in a way that has design to it. Other than that, it lo- almost looks as if this model could um uh, put the shoulders back up and down as as she wanted. Like it doesn't look at, like like it was actually designed the way that she's wearing it. It looks like he just kind of did that to make it seem more interesting. That's just my opinion. 
Any thoughts on that, Patricia? Oh, no, I just thought, <laughs> I, I looked at this and thought, Christopher is so much better than this. Yes. And I think that Nina called it out when Nina said, and, and Nina was very clear to say, okay, this is not just for you. I'm making the statement also for others, you know, here, but I want to see outstanding yes. garments. I want to see fashion. This is just fine clothes. Yes. And yes. I thought that was really, really on point. Yeah. And um, I don't always agree with Nina, by the way. I think I, Nina can also be extremely and painfully classist on the show. And, mm -hmm. you know, Nina's ideas of like what taste is sometimes can be are just stuck in time for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes there's a lot of comments that Nina makes that are like the framework of the comment is appropriate, but then it's dressed in all this other um, like forms of judgment that I don't always agree with. Oh yeah. But when in, she just kind of this... called uh, Valerie's um, one of Valerie's outfits, like, Oh, this looks like Miss universe from Guatemala. And she's like, Oh, that's oh. actually where my family's from. <laughs> so. Right. 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 Like yeah. there's a lot of like judgment that I don't appreciate from Nina mm -hmm. a lot of the time. But in this case, I thought this was a really good comment for a lot of people on there. Like, totally. Um, so let's actually like get into those comments because I thought so we can actually well mostly I want to talk about what Rachel Roy said but I I agree with you I wrote that down um, because it was also what I was thinking because and also like there are certain things that set Nina sets Nina off and and this is one of those things that I totally agreed that um, but I also thought about it where I'm one I was wondering if uh, we got close because of the families coming in and what that emotional toll and also what this physical toll of the show has been um, placed upon them that, uh, that yeah, this runway was filled with just clothes from a lot of yeah. Um And so let me see. So where are we here? Yeah, because the judges were all over the place with their scores, according to um, to Heidi, and so that's why every that's why no one is safe. Like, there's no safe scores. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, with 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 Christopher, um, you know, sorry to 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 skip around here. Um, uh, he's sort of like in the middle, and it's after we've already spoken to, um, to for instance, to, to Gretchen, and they've called her boring, <laughs> and yeah. and pretty much has said what 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 we said, and Rachel Roy about Gretchen, she's just like I wrote almost, the print is yeah. almost there, the design is almost there, so yeah, it's almost good, yeah, um, and of course Gretchen didn't like that; it was a very tight lipped. Thanks. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of respectful, but, yeah. um, but yeah. Um, and, and it comes after Michael C. So, uh, you know, they, they kind of point out that I don't think they really like the print. Um, and, and he explained, and Michael C. explains the whole deal around, um, the evil eye and it doesn't make it any more interesting. Um, and Michael Kors actually says like, I think you noticed that this wasn't a great print. <laughs> And so you sliced it up in a way to make it seem more interesting. Um, and yeah, but, um, but again, with, with, with Christopher, what you're saying, how he's just talking about like, Oh, water influence and uh, it's this and that. And I think Christopher, Oh gosh, you know, not really helping 
his genericness at all with that and right. I think was a wonderful sounding board not a wonderful I shouldn't say that it was like was a good was a I think a, a const- an instructive example to use for Nina to go off and like mm-hmm. this is just okay and this is okay like all of you guys like it's not just you it's it's a bunch of people up here where it's mm-hmm. just not was it was just very unremarkable this this runway um yeah so and you know what I think? I think, I think, so you, you and Nayland will know best or, or more than me about this, but I still want to say that somewhere along the trajectory of Project Runway, mm-hmm. um, at one point they started showing examples of what they mean by the challenges or how other designers have um, tackled the same type of challenge so Mm -hmm. for example for this episode they could have had this they could have had something like oh here's how Gianni Versace made a whole collection about um I don't know uh, a specific type of fabric in Italy or Mm -hmm. here's how um you know John Galliano did a whole collection about um this novel Mm -hmm. right so I think just giving getting people giving people examples of what tying in a personal story can look like would be very helpful to getting people out of their heads when they're on national television yeah. with their family, with a lot of like things coming up and bubbling to the surface that are distracting. So I think this episode in particular would have been really how like would have been so much better if at the very beginning, the designers were given, well, here's some examples of how that has played out. Oh my here's gosh. how other designers have, and Project Runway has done that. Yeah, they do that now. Um, but, I They definitely did but, it on, yeah. the, on the Bravo, Two Point Bravo um, show. Yeah, and that's what I meant. You and Nayland will know more than me, like, when that actually started happening, because I don't, rem- even though I watched the show, I remember very little of it. Yeah. But it's like, I think that is something that would have saved this episode and saved these contestants energy and actually made a better show. Yeah. And I, and I, oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's it. No. Cause I was thinking while you're saying that, like, cause I, I wrote my notes, like, look what you guys did to Ari. Like you thought you didn't know, like, you know, even going from last week, like you, did you, I don't know if I could have imagined, I yeah, okay, like, this is a rerun of course, but the, my rhetorical question was, Oh, you didn't think Christopher could have gotten any more unremarkable or any more, like more boring because I feel like Christopher has been on this like kind of downward slope in a way and uh without the without this direction or even without you know straight inspiration that's not um a Jackie O or some other um quote-unquote icon um that that are actually other designers I think that would have been a great thing to do because uh, you know because like that's what happened to Christopher he d- designs this very generic looking um uh clothing that's like you know uh god forbid like author rack and then you have Ari mm-hmm. like look what you did to Ari Ari went from this like intricate metallic warrior to yeah. unconsciously designing her mom's face into the shirt you know yeah. I mean I, I feel like because Michael Kors points out like oh the shirt you made is a face look those two are eyes that's a nose i'm like i think that's her mom's face yeah (laughs) or you know or whoever it was like ari was thinking about family and thinking about home and i think that's what she did and i totally believe that yeah no i I think that would have been a great thing to do 
Um, and also perhaps even better than bringing in the family would have been to use a designer or, you know, or fashion history as, as inspiration for how to tackle something so personal, but they wouldn't have gotten all the tears and all, and all right. that stuff, but they all, but, but this is what happens. Like you miss the fashion and what's more important this show. I, know. You, I don't know exactly. if you can have both in, in Project Runway, like, you know, the emotion and then like good clothes or good fashion. I don't think you can have both. Um, and that's like, I think an, an, an artistic, like, I, I totally understand that. I think we can really relate to that as people, as artists, especially where it's like the framework, the mind work, the mind, what, what am I trying to say? The mind has to be right. Um, and not like correct or wrong, like not, not that there's like a wrong, but it, there has to be a certain type of focus. If you want to see exceptional work in such a mm -hmm. short amount of time. Like you have to kind of factor right. in the emotional aspect of a process. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, oh gosh. Uh, Rachel Roy liked Ari's print though. And this is where, yeah. I, and I, and I appreciate it. Cause I was like, I disagree. I, cause I didn't like Ari's print, but what Rachel Roy's, um, explains it. She's like, there's a painterly moment to it. And the print is very wearable. I can see this in many colors. But the outfit is so odd and confusing and upsetting to me. And I was like, oh, this is great. Okay. I, you know, I disagree with you, Rachel, but I totally get where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah. In terms of the print, not the, I think the outfit also is upsetting. Um, as opposed to, for instance, like Nina Garcia's feedback was like, the emotion I get from this is a sad one. I am disappointed yeah. in you of all people. I'm like, but again, this is what happens when you do this to your designers. Backstage. I know. So... I know. All right. So let's get to um, Mondo. Um, so we do yes. have April. I don't know. Did, I'm skipping April and Valerie, for instance. I, Is there anything about the two of them? I think that's okay. I think okay. that's okay. Yeah. When I get to Mondo, um, because Mondo starts talking about con this wonderful thing that he used to do for his mom growing up, where um, he would make things out of construction paper and collage them onto her walls so that when she woke up in the morning, she woke up to this beautiful collage of color that he, he had made for her. Um, and just says about the print that the symbol is just symbolism. It represents who he is now. And it's very, very personal. And it definitely tells a story. Period. Right. And Nina, everyone is like, oh, I wish I knew what, well, Nina Garcia says specifically, like, I wish I knew what the story was, but, but it's terrific. Tad high-waisted, mm -hmm. agree with you, Nina, but, uh, but beautiful. And this is where Michael Kors asks the model to take off the jacket so he could just see the top with the bottom. And Nina gasps. She's like, oh. And uh, they, <laughs> they <laughs> and, then, and then Rachel Roy says, like, the best thing where she's like, I think this is great. It's something that I'd like to wear. And I think you styled her beautifully. The one thing that holds me up is the lack of not my knowledge of the inspiration, since this was the challenge and you're not telling us um, because things, the thing is you've written like the things that he's been through, the things in his life, and yet you've made the print so perfectly. And I would assume that no one in life, no one's life is perfect, but that's what I'm getting from this outfit. So that mentally got me started off on the wrong foot. So just in the future, um, if you are, if you're not trying to portray something so perfectly, maybe you should think about that and how you make the garment. And I thought, what a, that, I mean, amazing. 
I, I just, I don't know. I just love that comment. Um, yeah. And I think finally Mondo tells uh, what the print is about. And it's like, you know, I, you asked Nina, you know, you know, you asked me what the story was and the symbolism and the pant um, actually are pluses and they're positive. They're actually um, pluses and positive signs um, because I've been HIV positive for 10 years. And when I saw these pictures of my family, I thought back, I, it brought back a lot of emotion. And so I wanted to pull from the past and I also want to give something back of who I am now. And I've been so scared and I've been hiding from this and that's, but that's the story. Yeah. Um, yeah. So moving. So moving. I, 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 this, I've seen this episode so many times and even, you know, of mm-hmm. course getting ready for this podcast and I've watched it several times and every time I, cr- I cry when at this yeah. point, yeah. every Me single too. time. Yeah. Uh, so touching and so vulnerable um but i do want to make the note that um i don't know yeah do you have any thoughts on that or any words no (laughs) nothing to add no no nothing i thought you did really great yeah because like i'll I'll say what was primary to me for this so i think the the who goes home is secondary and to me for this that what was primary is what i want to bring up is this um uh they they did like a a comparison or verses between Ari and Mondo in terms of sure. what happens when you are emotional and how you sure. channel that emotion into something in the, in the product. And we've talked about this before in terms of like meritocracy, like what that looks like mm-hmm, and how mm-hmm. the judges kind of approach that. And I thought about that with this because um, I think it's perfectly valid how, how Ari tackled this and, and, um, and came out with something that was, was less than, but I, I thought it was unfair for the judges to compare Ari to Mondo and be like, well, Mondo did it. So why couldn't you Mondo have like the most emotional thing and you know, mm-hmm. like the, the secret and like HIV yeah. positive. It's, oh, it's just such a deep thing, but look what Mondo did. Ari, why couldn't you do that? And I'm like, yeah. well, because they're not the same person. And, um, and, and Ari's a, a human, an individual human being. And with Michael Kors being like, well, you know, fashion demands of you. You can't just cry. Fashion is not for sissies. I'm just like, uh, fuck off. You know, like, I, I, unfortunately, yeah. And neither are you, Michael Kors, if you are in a puddle of tears because you're stressed out or because something has happened and you're just not able to create, that's okay. That's totally fine. Um, and I, and I just was really, I thought that was kind of unfortunate bringing it back in to like, you had to bottle up your emotions and deny yourself in a way. Um, because here you have evidence that it's possible. I'm like, you don't have evidence that it's possible. Mondo is being Mondo and Mondo also like, I think protected himself in this process. Didn't tell anyone jack shit. Yeah. And I think right. that's the only way he was able to get through this, um, it's because yeah. he knew that he, he was shielded in a way and then he let it go yeah. when he was ready. So that's that's, yeah. that's what I want to say. <laughs> and that's a really judgmental group in totally, there. Totally, totally unsafe. Nope. They're so unsafe. <laughs> yeah, and I think sometimes people blame sensitive people or people who don't want to share for like, oh, you're not sharing, you're this mm-hmm. or that, as opposed to thinking about well, why why isn't this, why doesn't this person feel safe to share that? Yeah, around here, you know. Yeah, and I'll, and I would like to say that. Um, what happens when they go in the back? So Mondo shares this with everyone on the runway, and people are rightfully cr- 
I shouldn't say rightfully. But people are crying because it's like, oh my God, it's it's shocking huh. to hear this. I was trying to think of like what it must have been like with these designers who have been around Mondo and this is something that's they're witnessing this and it's it is a it, it honestly it's it, it it's a it's kind of a privilege that he felt safe enough to say that. Um and also want to compare it to um the fact that, you know, just want to, you know, shout out to our past vintage season season 12 when Brayden um proposes to his uh boyfriend on on the show and was accused right. of being inauthentic and there's no one who's going to say that about Mondo. I'm just, I'm not like judging right. the moments for saying that. I just I'm pointing out that um discrepancy. Um but in the back when they go into the waiting room, Gretchen tries to claim it. And mm. it's it is really kind of like, oh yeah, this is these are the consequences of being vulnerable. Um, and one of the consequences was like Gretchen being like, I feel so grateful to have um, participated in that, to have been a part of that. And was like, keep it to your fucking self, Gretchen. This is not about you. Yeah. Right. This is not about you. I know. I know. So, but that's, a, that's like when you said that about like this group being kind of unsafe, um, you know, that, yeah. that is a, that is a known consequence that someone in the room is going to yep. twist it and take it away or try to take it for themselves or use it in a, in, in a sense. So, yeah. Yeah. And make it about them. And by the way, I was one of those people who was like uh, a questioner. <laughs> I was a questioner yeah. that Brandon was inauthentic. I was like, wait, yes. that was like, that was totally me. And <laughs> yeah, and I'm n- not judging at all. I just am like, no one oh, came no, to Mondo was like, Mondo, yeah. like, why did you thought, suck out yeah. the air in the room? You know? <laughs> yeah. So. But that was after many patterns. And I think yes. Mondo has been like, leave me alone, leave me alone, <laughs> leave me alone. And so it's sort of like, it's very clear when someone is doing something to get themselves out of a funk mm-hmm. rather than for attention. Yes. You know? Yeah, totally. So. Totally. And you can see the the relief. Okay, so let's, let's, do you want to get to like who actually wins this episode? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so Patricia... Who is the winner of this? There's a pattern here. HP design your own pattern. Um, cry over these uh, family pictures memory challenge. We have the pleasure of cheering for Mondo winning another challenge in a row again. Yes, third in a row, number three, number three. Yeah. Um, I yeah I I love this moment because he goes in the back the 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 person who is saved first is April so April's the only one waiting for him when he goes back there and you can just see the relief on Mono's face it just it was it was like a clear win honestly <laughs> it was another clear win um, yeah yeah um, and so well deserved even if even if Mondo had not said anything and kept his story to himself had mm-hmm. had. Mondo chosen to. Yes. Yeah. Um still would have been a winner. Totally agree. I agree. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um all right. And Patricia. Yes. Who actually goes home this this episode? Well, thankfully, we do not say goodbye to Ari. I was really worried yes. for Ari. Yeah. Um but unfortunately we do say goodbye to um Valerie. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, I'm still wondering why is Chris still there? <laughs> okay, one thing I have to note about the deliberation. I wrote, I, I mean, because I, I'm like, Ugh. because now that we know that Valerie is going home, 
something that was said during the deliberations with the judges um, is they're like, what's like, what's work like what uh what's what's crazy I, I i wrote this in my notes as wild things the judges said of about christopher they, they go being unmemorable is the worst and i'm like really not really because i think because valerie goes home and heidi klum remembered a whole outfit that valerie made yes. at the beginning of the season right. and she gets knocked out because of that so Meanwhile, is being unmemorable the worst? You, you, I mean, I can't even remember. Honestly, I thought Christopher went home this episode because I don't remember Christopher at all for the season. I know. I, know. I was like, he could have gone home last episode. I don't know. I really don't. And I think we said we've been saying the same thing for three episodes in a row now. Yes. Is how come Chris stayed? How come Chris stayed? And again, I. It pains me to think that Chris is listening to this. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but like I Chris seems like a really nice person. Yes, yes. But again, unfortunately, some people don't thrive under these TV pressure conditions and are still trying to figure out how to do what they do best in the world. Yes. And I feel like that's what part of the most frustrating thing about Chris's work is knowing that Chris can do better. Yes. Is knowing that because Chris has demonstrated a lot of skill, but then what we see doesn't like reflect i think the potential yeah and that's true for a lot of people but especially chris so i feel like oh god if chris ever listens to this like we love you yeah i know yeah, yeah but like the the challenges what what chris is producing for the challenges is not reflecting chris's potential in any way at all i feel like they're so far yeah. so then hey guess what this process stresses you out yes maybe so that's okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like but I'm wondering, like, you keep making fine clothes, as judges have said, but it's not a show for that. Yeah. I t- yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So I keep wondering. Yeah. And I agree with you. Nobody could remember what Chris has done no. last episode. And yeah. But for some season in this episode, in this episode, it's like all that matters and somebody else. And the person with the memory, with something that somebody remembered goes home. It's, goes it's home. really too much yeah look i did not like valerie's look at all um at all yeah and actually why wasn't gretchen on the bottom i i i once again yeah once again, once again. <laughs> my so, goodness yeah. yeah well um last week mm-hmm. i know yeah it's it's kind of uh yeah it's it's peculiar that's the word that's that's in my head. Like it's it's a peculiar choice and it's a peculiar treatment of these designers and and Gretchen especially. Yeah. Um, I I do want to mention that um, one of our uh, lovely listeners um, a while ago sent me a um, a link to Valerie's Instagram account because um, she posted something really wonderful for Mother's Day. And um, I think she just recently had a baby, and I and I wanted to uh, bring up that Valerie has a website, a web, a website. <laughs> she has a shop that she's been running. She's got um, a full fledged business called Yellow Cake Shop, which is of course adorable because Valerie is just like the epitome of adorable. Anyway, but um, but I just want to kind of like shout out that uh, that website um, be- in terms of like where is Valerie now and what she's doing. Yeah, nice. I, yeah, look them up. But is um, it really about cakes or is it a fashion thing called cake? 
It's a fashion thing. Oh, right, right. I know, oh. right? No, it's oh. it's a yeah. She's it's a fashion brand. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's her brand, and she also even is selling the the outfit um, that did not win for the Billboard um, that that where she came in second. Um, oh, that nice. she still makes that dress, and so it's That's it's actually fantastic. on the website. So. That's great. Yeah, and it's a really I, wonderful I site. Go ahead. That's wonderful. I wonder what how Chris is doing. Yeah, I think Christopher is designing for a brand in San Francisco. Okay. And so that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I've, I've been looking everyone up and, and I, I'm really inconsistent with this, like, where are they now kind of thing. Um, yeah. But I think I'm going to um, probably um, uh, save that for the, the last episode. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what Valerie is doing now. So we, we say goodbye to Valerie. Um and that's that's that. So yeah. any, anything else to, to say about this episode? No, no, not at all. Right. I, I mean, it's just it's heartbreaking every time. Like I watched this episode when it aired live. Mm-hmm. And I remember like people were talking about Mondo. Yeah. You know, and I, I remember him. I remember Mondo being supported by people in the fashion industry. Yeah. As yeah. they should. As they know? should. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What an episode. <sighs> what an episode. What um, a time. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Rachel Roy. <laughs> thank you, Rachel Roy. Please come back. Oh, my gosh. Please I, I love her back. so much. Um, yeah, listeners, let us know any thoughts you have on this episode, anything that we missed, and, and your responses. And also, if you also like, really like Rachel Roy um, as, a, as a judge in, in general. But um, also your thoughts and feelings about this episode in general. Uh, we'd love to hear them. So, Patricia, yeah. um Anything to share with our lovely listeners? And can you remind them how to find you? Yeah. So I can be found on Twitter very sparingly <laughs> these days. I actually think I befriended a listener. Ooh. Thank you. Yeah. Someone whose name starts with a T. I'm not sure if they want me saying that, but someone whose handle starts with a T. I was like, oh, I know this person from the Project Runway Instagram account so i'm going to friend them so that was very exciting um but i can be found on twitter and on instagram very sparingly these days um with my uh username which is sense insight like common sense and optical sight and the only thing i have to announce that i'm very happy about my moment of the week is what i want to share today which is someone i know someone i i know and, and and dearly like took this amazing portrait of me mm-hmm. against a blue wall <laughs> <laughs> so i want to share that i love this little portrait that you took of me ah! that... <laughs> <laughs> and if i get the courage to like want to look at myself again i will post it yay so but like oh <laughs> yeah because we actually got to see each other in person which was just i know guys things are happening (laughs) i know things are happening and what about you where can we find you posting your musings and your life yeah you can find me on on instagram of course all over the interwebs at erinez h-e-r-n-e-a-s-e and um uh, of course on our instagram and facebook pages as well and on my website erinezdavis.com um yeah i've got some things coming up so i will be posting about uh you know things that are happening (laughs) at the end of the summer very soon 
And Good. yeah, that's about I it. Know. I'm happy to share an interview that I did when it's available. I did this interview for another podcast about cinema because I'm in this like European film festival festival out of Brussels. No and they, big deal. No big deal. It, it's a small one. I mean, it's a great <laughs> one. Look, I love these like smaller festivals that are driven by by meaning as opposed to like red carpet flair. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, that's not the work I do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm excited about it, but. They interviewed me. I thought I did okay, but they have not posted it yet. So okay. I'll be sharing this one. Okay, great. That will be in the show notes. Once it's posted, I'll I'll put it up. Great. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Patricia, so good to talk to you finally about this this nice. episode. And uh, wonderful listeners, um, thank you for listening. And you y'all are so wonderful. And and keep in touch with us. So. We, I hope everyone's taking care of themselves as best as they can and uh, taking care of each other. And until next time, we'll both say goodbye. Bye. Bye.